For Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose, I'm Ken Bolio. Here's a question. What can SAP, the market leader in enterprise application software, teach you about being a purposeful brand? How about everything? The European-based company, which serves more than 335,000 customers worldwide, is wholly grounded on its purpose of helping the world run better and improving people's lives through innovation. Purpose not only inspires the brand's strategies, goals, and outcomes, it helps address the most pressing issues of our time, including the COVID-19 pandemic. With 76% of the world's transaction revenue touching an SAP system, the brand's reach is immense. And through Purpose, it is helping customers make the best of this unpredictable period. My guest today is Alicia Tillman, Chief Marketing Officer at SAP, who last year was named by Forbes as one of the most influential CMOs. She joins me to discuss how Purpose guides decision-making, the brand's response to the crisis, how marketing will evolve, and more. Alicia, welcome to Beyond Profit. Ken, thank you so much for having me today. This is great. So I, I have to ask this to right off the top, how are you dealing with everything these days? Well, I think like everyone else is, it's a juggle right now. There's no question about it. You know, I, like many, have children at home as I'm working from home and they are schooling. So that's a juggle in itself while trying to maintain, you know, a healthy and productive household at the same time. And so the greatest thing that, that, you know, we can ask for is to be healthy and safe during this period. And we are both. So, you know, that I'm, I'm thankful of. And, and every day it, it just brings new challenges and, and the, the need to, to really just keep everything afloat as, as much as we possibly can. Absolutely. So speaking of challenges, as you know, most businesses are very challenged at this time. Can you just talk a little bit about the importance of leading with purpose during times yeah. like these? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, SAP is a company that was founded 48 years ago with a vision to help the world run better and improve people's lives. And our intention was to lead this purpose through the use of SAP technologies. And our intention has always been to help the world become a better place, be it our economy, society, and the environment in which we live. And, you know, leading with purpose during this period, I think is just so very important because brands everywhere are looking to appeal to one thing. It is what do my customers need from me the most right now? Mm-hmm. And what do I have within my products and my service portfolio to give to them to help them maintain business continuity? And that can be everything from, you know, and, and particularly in, in SAP's world, how do we deliver them the right insights to keep their employees working from home as productive as they can or the right insights to understand what customers need the most from me to how do I create and keep a very healthy and thriving supply chain with the certain supplies that I may need to be able to still be able to run at my best? And so, you know, leadership of companies means so much right now because Mm -hmm. you have to listen to the needs of the customers based on ever so changing dynamics of the marketplace to really stand up what most matters. And, you know, SEP in our very early days, we, you know, we offered a, a number of free offerings in our portfolio and opened up certain things like our business network, 
so that buyers and suppliers could be connected more easily together to the demand needs that, that were most prevalent and, and still continue to be. So how do we get access to customers where it's the insights where they need it the most right now? And mm-hmm. so we've offered a number of free solutions to just help our customers navigate through this process. And that's what leadership's about right now. It's about understanding and responding as quickly as you possibly can to help companies continue to, to maintain business continuity during this period. Mm-hmm. Alicia, would you say that a mark of a really strong purpose is one that gets you through any type of situation, including one like this? I do. I think that it is during periods of crisis where people want to turn to companies that are transparent, are authentic, and are truly there to genuinely help people get them what they need, not mm-hmm. sell them something that is irrelevant or that they're not interested in. And, and so much of that speaks to a company's purpose. You know, how well do you lead with your values? How much do you truly listen and respond to that of what your customers are asking for? And how do you build and grow with that? I mean, that is really what authenticity is about. It's about transparency. It's about listening. It's about understanding. It's about empathy. It's about solutions that are relevant. And more than ever during periods of crisis when things are difficult and you have to operate with speed, and you have to be very clear and focused about what you're trying to achieve, people don't have time to partner with those who do not operate in their best interests at all. And that's why a company's true purpose matters, because this is the time when you need to lead with it, because it's what people are after the most. It sounds to me that, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds to me like, the brands that are being truly purposeful throughout this crisis could potentially have a competitive advantage on the other side. Do you agree with that? I do. I think that brands that are emerging as leaders right now are the ones that are solidly rooted in purpose. They know exactly who and what they are and how they can help because the foundation of their company guides their actions, both in normal times and certainly in times of crisis. And I think that when you have that and it's been part of the foundation and the culture and it's how your employees work in service of your customers day in and day out, that's when it becomes rooted in truly the foundation of your business. Mm-hmm. And I do believe when you, you see the level level of empathy that's being delivered, the extreme amount of service orientation that service brands are giving right now, they are absolutely the ones that people are turning to for the comfort and the support and the access and the solutions that are needed because they resonate, they're relevant, speak to values. Um, and truly, I think during this period is when they're emerging as leaders. And I think no question, they will be seen as the leaders over the long term as well when we we return to a sense of normal, whatever that may look like. Right. Um, Because these are the the moments that most matter and become embedded in people's minds on how they really work to make decisions on, on brand partnership in the future. So on the flip side, Alicia, what's sort of the risk of those brands that may be empathetic during this time and then on the other side sort of lose sense of their purpose? I think leadership.
often find yourself being seen as a leader in someone's mind and then falling into a place of, of complacency True. that isn't evolving with each passing day in ways that a customer wants you to respond to. And look, I mean, it's, it's a very competitive world. I think the consumers have a right to be very choiceful because there are so many choices out there. And purpose to me also not something that you turn on and off. It is something that if it is properly ingrained into the strategy of your business, the culture of your business, then it is not something that is only going to show itself during periods of crisis. It should manifest itself every single day, be it in the service that your employees provide to your customers or the way in which your products themselves operate. Every single day, you should see that. And that only happens, as I said, when it's fully ingrained into your business. It's not a single person or a particular function responsible for purpose in a company. It is truly about the values of your business, how you've built your business, what you hold your people accountable when they deliver service or they build products in support of the customer. It is a natural part of your business. And if you don't recognize that, you may be a leader in the short term, but you certainly won't be in the long term. Let's take that a step further. You have said, and I'm quoting you here, putting purpose on a pedestal without demonstrating the actions and efforts to back it up is the fastest way to drive away brand advocates. So tell me how SAP is stepping up now you know, to meet the needs of your customers, especially your virtual offerings at this point. Absolutely. So, I mean, as a brand, SAP has always believed in the importance of connecting with customers where they are. So digital applications has long been a part of our narrative. And given the current climate that we're operating in, where you have people working from home or storefronts being shut down, the dependence on digital applications has escalated quite significantly. So, for example, you know, in the early part of March, we had to make a tough decision to cancel a lot of our in-person customer events that we frequently have throughout the year. We did, you know, out of the safety and concern for our customers, our partners, our employees. But we had to quickly figure out, okay, well, these events, they provide a sense of community for our customers. It's where they come to network and learn about our products and services. So we have to figure out how to still deliver that objective to them, but we need to do it in a digital effort. And so we have really focused on evolving that strategy, and we've stood up a digital platform to really help serve all of this interaction, learning about our company mm-hmm. that they've had through a lot of digital event uh, capabilities. And so the other, so that's one thing to sort of maintain that community. The other thing we've done is, you know, we've rolled out several new offers, in fact, 15 new offers to help support things like more flexibility in supply chain management or really looking at what employee sentiment is during long periods of remote work. So how are employees' opinions and behaviors about their company changing as the dynamics of where they work and how they work have changed. And so we've offered tools to help support them with that to to give to companies. You know, we opened up access to our network for free. You know, we opened up access to our travel tools for free. You know, a great example, there's a company called Ram Tool and Supply who immediately needed to source 500 hospital beds, you know, for a location in 
the tools that we're opening and offering, be it for free or additional access to, these are actions that purpose-driven brands need to take to really showcase the power of their values in action mm-hmm. when people need it the most. And, you know, there's so many applications that we have in our portfolio and just kind of sitting back and waiting people to realize and recognize that on their own. And that's not the way you demonstrate it, you know, mm-hmm. certainly not the people when they're in the middle of the crisis. And so we really stepped up. We did so aggressively and, you know, proud of our actions because we truly believe that, this is where you really have this opportunity to truly show, you know, how your values align to that of what your customers expect from you. Was this a result, Alicia, of just being proactive or reacting to your customer needs or maybe a combination of both? Definitely a combination of both. I mean, I mean, I remember when it was becoming clear that we were going to find ourselves in a really challenging business situation in terms of you know, what was going to happen with many states in the U.S., as an example, considering shelter-in-place mandates and what effect was that going to have on business? Um, How are we going to help these businesses maintain um, continuity? And, And so we began to recognize this very early in the year. And once all these closures started to happen, I will say our CEO immediately assembled a task force, you know, of which I was a key member of, to really understand the marketplace conditions, learn from our field teams about what was beginning to happen at a customer level. You know, we had our government relations team who obviously, you know, has a lot of intelligence Mm -hmm. about some of the actions that the federal and the state and local governments were beginning to consider. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, before so many of these actions officially started to take effect, and as you know, Ken, I mean, so much happened over a very, very short period of time, you know, immediately assembling a task force under our CEO, and then looking across our portfolio to think about what could we open up, what could we offer additional access to, that was something in the very early days, we proactively put forward. And then as this situation rapidly evolved, we too opened up more solutions um, as the marketplace and, our, and the customer needs warranted it. Mm-hmm. But I will say, you know, we got out fast. And then as we opened certain things up, like for example, you know, one of the first tools we opened up was, you know, access to one of our travel applications. And this was, of course, before business travel, for the most part, stopped and, you know, obviously still has continued to, you know, but when some people were still on the road and for essential work or customer-facing types of commitments, you know, we knew that safety was being put at risk Mm -hmm. and we wanted to be able to give people peace of mind by giving them access to certain travel tools that provided with them unprecedented access of of information about their travel plans just to keep them as safe as possible. Now, two weeks, two, three weeks after that, you know, things changed quite significantly and companies were shutting down travel Mm -hmm. and states were shutting down travel. And so that then became a tool that wasn't as necessarily relevant anymore. But then we started to open up access to certain tools like related to our supply chain when the supply and demand needs started to become misaligned with each other and how could we help, you know, be it manufacturing or 
or healthcare institutions get much needed supplies quickly as possible. So then that became a solution that we started to prioritize a bit more over our travel applications. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was proactive, but then it evolved very rapidly as the situation evolved as well. Well, it's, it's quite clear that you got out in front of this crisis as much as possible. And so part and parcel with that, tell me about how you pivoted your marketing and communication strategy to better connect with your customers. Yeah, I know my CEO would agree with this. Um, you know, my CEO turned to the marketing team to support with this crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, all of the new offers that we created, you know, offers, whether it be new access to our technology um, or access to data and insights to help employees get closer to their employees or to their customers, that was marketing with asked to lead that mm-hmm. by the CEO for the whole company. You know, so that's an important point that I wanted to make first and foremost. And so, you know, myself and then all of my respective marketing owners, you know, we immediately set up a task force across the business that was representative of a variety of functions, be it our go-to-market sales teams to our product teams, Mm -hmm. government affairs, our competitive and marketplace intelligence teams to help us understand, you know, the evolving state of the marketplace conditions. There's a a variety of functions across the business just to make sure that we were operating with speed, but doing it with the greatest insights that we had access to. And then intelligence related to our product portfolio to know what was needed the most by our customers by industry, and we had a huge we had a huge industries team as well that was a core part of the the task force because obviously if you you think about you know how this virus has impacted it's impacted certain industries in different ways. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously healthcare has been severely impacted. Yep. You know, retail and food services have been severely impacted, and every industry presented a, a different need for us, and we wanted to be sure that we were putting forward solutions that were very industry specific and relevant as well. And so we stood up, you know, a page on our SAP.com landing page. We created multiple sales materials. We hosted daily task force calls with all of these functional work stream owners that I mentioned. We sent out a letter from, you know, our CEO to the marketplace, direct to all of our customers. You know, we spoke frequently with many media outlets, talking with them about, what we were doing differently to stand up SAP in favor of our customers right now. And so this was an extraordinary effort. And I will tell you, Ken, still is. I think the evolution that we're on right now is really about how to help people get back to work and all of the insights and tools that, that we have in our technology portfolio to enable that. So it's, it's almost like this has been a journey with different stages of the journey that have required same levels of urgency and intelligence for us to get out quickly, but pivoting into different directions each along each stage of this journey. But a huge effort, highly integrated from a marketing perspective, um, and certainly very, very aggressive in, in support of what our customers need from us right now. So how did you surface all the great work of the task force with employees? to manage through during this period. I mean, you know, it felt in a lot 
quickly. Mm-hmm. And so we ourselves felt like we were working harder than ever to just quickly understand and respond. But we also had to recognize that this was a global health pandemic and people's own personal sensitivities and anxieties related to that, you know, taking a toll on people. I mean, there were, you know, there were certainly people within my team that suffered, thankfully have recovered now from Mm -hmm. COVID-19. You know, we have over 100,000 employees across SAP, so it was inevitable that this was going to happen on some level. And there was a lot of balancing and, you know, business continuity in itself planning that needed to happen within my own team to just keep things moving at a pace that was required of us during this period. And having representation from so many different areas of the company allowed us to just have a steady stream of information coming from. So I led, we now have them only twice twice a week, but during the first six weeks of the pandemic, when it Mm -hmm. was at its height, I was hosting daily calls and each Workstream owner gave a report about what they were hearing and what new offers that they were interested in standing up and they had to talk about, you know, which industry, which market that would be most relevant in. And so we created a very clear task force by function that allowed us to have the most complete representation of what our employees were working on that could be in favor of our customers, you know, assigned across uh, 18 people across the task force that we had stood up. And look, it wasn't perfect in the beginning. You know, we were definitely building the plane and flying it at the same time, you know, is so to speak. And with each passing day, we got stronger in, in our own intelligence collection across the business to really make sure that we had great representation and we had a nice steady stream of information coming up to the task force like we needed it to. As you've mentioned, SAP is a very proactive organization. How are you preparing your team to pivot again once this crisis ends, new opportunities emerge? The one thing that I've said to the team from the beginning, because we've had to make and take a lot of decisions, be it so much of of our in-person events that were a big part of our strategy that marketing leads on behalf of the business to our investment in digital applications, to our overall investments generally across marketing, where we're placing our bets, if you will, during Mm -hmm. this period. And we've had to think fast. We've had to be thorough. And we've had to be really decisive with our decisioning. And and that's hard. I will admit, as people on my leadership team that are representative of all geographies of the world and they represent every functional area of marketing and there's a lot of commonality between the groups but there's also a lot of differences between them as well and very early on I I like looking back to my early communications to the team and I've said to them from the beginning that use this as an opportunity to really think about reinvention, not about how to make short-term decisions and just go back to the way we were once we come out of this, because that's not the right way for us to think. Let's use this as an opportunity to think about how we can reinvent what was more effectively done during this period that we were in a lot of ways forced to have to change because of the circumstances. But perhaps we stood something up that was even better than the way that it was done previously and how do we use that to really help shape what we want to do differently over the long term and that has been a continuous message 
normal will only be shaped by leaders. Me and my team are the marketing leaders of the company, and if, if we don't take the lead in shaping what that new normal is going to look like in terms of the way marketing operates, then somebody else, they do that for us, and that's certainly not the way that we want to operate. And I will say, you know, my team you know, has certainly stepped up to the challenge. I know that the way they're already thinking, not only through the remainder of this year, but as well as how it starts to shape different ways in which we want to approach 2021 as well. That has been very much part of the thinking, and it has been since we've been at this from the beginning, because you want to make sure that you make decisions that don't just serve you now, but have the potential to serve you in the future also. And it's important to know that upfront, when you take into account, you know, the way in which you want to make certain decisions. And I think this is the mark of true leadership as well, is when you actually see opportunities like this one, to use it to sort of reshape yourself, reshape your company for the better. And that's exactly what we've been doing. So lastly, Alicia, I want to take this back to purpose. You've said actually in our purpose playbook that you believe purpose is fast becoming the number one driver of brand value. And I would love if you could explain why that is. At SAP, always been focused on presenting a story that is authentic, consistent, creative, and truly representative of the values we hold as a company. Mm. And Focusing on that authenticity and those values really means that we're essentially putting purpose first. You know, I've always seen that as a responsibility, certainly of global companies. With the number of customers that we have and employees that we have canvassing over 180 countries, we have a certain obligation to really think about how we can make improvements in society and do that through our support with our customers purpose missions in particular. And we have that responsibility to be a voice for our customers, communicate our story and what it is we stand for in a way that's really reflective of what marketplace conditions demand. And truly, I can tell you, be it the consumers that we serve or the decision makers in in companies in which we support, they're looking for truth, they're looking for authenticity, And they're looking for courage. And, you know, because of this, we've always been evolving what it means to truly be customer-centric. You know, how do we bridge the experience gap that allows brands to connect and understand with customers on a human level, not just what it is the corporate goals are looking for us to solve, but truly, you know, what do we need to do to support each other as human beings? And that's such a big part of how change happens and certainly how decisions are made when you have an ability to connect with people around topics that are relevant and feel deeply human. And so that's been such a big part of when I shape the marketing strategy of SAP, what I've stressed, we may be a B2B company, but at the end of the day, it's really people that we serve. And each person definitely has goals at a corporate level that they need to solve, but they're also rooted in values and things that are important to them mm-hmm. that absolutely find themselves as part of the decision-making process. And so when you understand that as a brand and certainly as a marketer, we have this ability to communicate with customers in a highly personalized manner, mm-hmm. truly become customer first, and then be recognized as a company that is focused on driving 
brand value based on what is at your core. And at your core should always be the purpose in which you stand for and ultimately the reason behind why your company exists. And that's your purpose. Mm -hmm. And the more you have an ability to showcase that through every service interaction or every product that you develop in support of the people you serve, then the more you can recognize truly the role it plays in driving brand value. And I believe that we live in a society today where purpose being at its core ultimately does become the number one way in which you'll drive brand value today. And certainly, especially when we one day can have this crisis behind us, it's going to prove even more the value that purpose plays in partnership and buying decisions that, that companies make with each other in the future. Well, Alicia, thank you so much for being open and honest with me and taking us into the world of SAP for 30 minutes. I greatly appreciate and wish you and SAP all the best of luck moving forward. Well, thank you so much, Ken. It was so great to talk with you today. Until next time, thanks for listening.